Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Chapter 23, Unavoidably Detained. Oh, she looks like a grumpy... Yeah. A grumpy A woman. All right. We are reading... If you're reading this, it's too late. We're on Chapter 23, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chapter 23 in the Secret Series by Pseudonymous Bosch. And we're on... We forgot to see the page of last time. Sorry, guys. We're on page 138. All right. A note... From a teacher can get you out of a myriad of difficulties. Tardiness, sorry, we move arm up, babe. Tardiness, say, or PE. Sadly, when it comes to a serious crime like running away from a field trip, a note only helps if it absolves you of the crime and it doesn't do you much good if it blames you for the crime. I think um, instead of notes to your parents, they should just text. Mm -hmm. Because you can just. You could can just throw it on the ground. I think they do. I think they do it on like blooms now. Mm. Yeah. The note that Mr. Needleman, aka Owen, sent to Miss Johnson did not excuse the misadventures of the ocean. On the contrary, explained that Casamax Ernest had taken advantage of his good nature to escape from their class. Mr. Needleman claimed that he'd suffered severe emotional trauma while pursuing his reckless and renegade students. Renegades. He was. <laughs> yeah. He was checking himself into a mental facility. Therefore, unfortunately, unfortunately, he would not accept any. He would not expect to return before the end of the term. He ended by saying that he was considering suing the school for criminal negligence and suing Cass and Max Ernest's family for raising criminals. Cass was horrified. She couldn't believe Owen would write such a letter like that. They would probably suspend her or even expel her. They'd, she'd be right not to trust him after all, she told Max Ernest. But Max Ernest pointed out that Owen had done what he had to do. If he just talked about how great we were, Miss Johnson would think we forged it. And that would be the, what would be the point of this after all. As it turned out, Miss Johnson did not suspend the juvenile delinquents, otherwise known as the heroes of the story. Match the punishment to the crime. That's my motto. So, oh my gosh, that sounds like Miss Trenchbolt. Hmm. Match the punishment to the crime. Into the chokey you go. You don't know who... Oh, God. Gee, uh, girl? What? You're watching Matilda after this. You've seen it before. You just don't remember. Jeez Louise. You don't even, do you know what the chokey is? No. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to figure that out when you watch the movie. Mm. Match the punishment to the crime. That's my motto, she said. Being Mr. Oh my God, she even looks like a grumpy Miss. Uh, she doesn't look like Miss Trenchbolt actually. She said, staring imperiously at them for a new royal, uh, from under a new royal blue hat, as they stood against the wall in her office like prisoners awaiting a fire squad. Why should I give you the time off from school for running away from school? Does that make sense to you? No. Instead, Miss Johnson did a far less pleasant course: detention. For the rest of the year. That means the whole school or just... That means the whole year or just the school year? Max Ernest asked. 
we do have to sleep also. Do we have to sleep here or do we get to go home at night? Miss Johnson didn't design, didn't design, uh, didn't deign to answer. Cass tried to hide her smile. Detention. It was just like being grounded, only at school. Cass and Max Ernest had detention at lunch and free period and even recess. There was no more arguing about their investigations at the nuts table, no more sneaking off to their to share secrets behind the gym. Even environmental science felt like detention now because Miss Johnson had decided to save money by filing for Mr. Needleman herself. Wait, that's not fair. That's their Oh, filling in by filling in for Miss Needleman. What? It's kind of not fair because that's kids' free time to play. They got in big they they were on a field trip ran away from the teacher and jumped on a ship oh and I were kidnapped know. yeah oh mm -hmm. Crazy. okay <laughs> yeah you'd be in big trouble too after all managing the school is just like running a zoo then the zoology is an important part of environmental science she said as if that somehow qualified her to teach the class Despite her profession, pa her professed passion for zoology, Miss Johnson had removed all of the animals from Mr. Needleman's class as soon as she moved in. Hence, Casamexorus didn't even have gerbils or frogs to entertain them, only empty cages and terrariums. On the first day of Johnson Jail, they called it, Miss Johnson made them chisel off all the walls of gum under their desk. The hard wads were easier removed. It was the sticky ones that were hard. On the second day of school, she made them lick envelopes. The envelopes contained copies of Mr. Needleman's letter, along with a second letter from Miss Johnson that made doubtly sure that everyone understood that Cass and Max Ernest, and not their principal, were to blame for the tragedy of the tide pools. There was one envelope for every student, except in the case of sibling and divorced parents, which Max Ernest calculated amounted to 312 individual licks. Why don't you send emails, Cass asked Miss Johnson. All that paper, it's killing the trees for no reason. I thought you were the principal of principals. I am, and one of my principles is that students will never talk back to their, talk back to their principal, the principal respectedly, pr predictably responded. When Miss Johnson finally left them alone, Max Ernest told Cass that he didn't mind licking all the envelopes. He liked the taste. Great, Cass handed him her pile, and he started right away, attempting to lick as many envelopes as he could in one minute as possible. It's so frustrating. I know this song means something. I just don't know what, Cass said, returning to the conversation that they'd started on the bus this morning. It's like singing, but like not with words. At least it's not in English or any other language. Could it be one of those kinds of musical... Oh, he can't talk because his tongue... Would it be one of those kind of musical? I'm gonna read what he's gonna say. Would it be one of those kind of musical? I don't know if that word's supposed to be. Maybe said Max Ernest, not stopping to lick. What? Take that out of your mouth! I'm trying to look for both of us, so I have to go double fast," said Max Ernest, putting the envelope down. I said, "Could it be some kind of musical code? Do you have it with you?" The sound prism? I buried it in my backyard. Why? Could you use? the decoder to see it? Max Ernest shook his head. Nah, the musical recognition, no musical recognition software, but maybe if we could figure out the notes before, oh my god, he needs to, who do they need to ask? Benjamin uh, Blake. Oh. Because he can decode it with music. The music, 
but maybe if we could figure out the notes before he could finish, they were interrupted by the reappearance of Miss Johnson and the words, Yo, what's up, dudes? For a second, it seemed like their principal had greeted them in this in this fashion. Then, Yo Yoji emerged from Miss, behind Miss Johnson. I regret to say that you two will be having company, said the principal. Your colleague here has been downloading music in the library, despite the fact that the rules about internet usage is written in black and white above the computers. Perhaps I need to have them translated into Japanese. I don't read kanji, muttered Yo Yoji, taking a seat across from Cass and Max Ernest. Miss Johnson slapped a fresh stack of envelopes on the table. I need, I noticed a typo. We have to start over, she said, and walked out without any other words. That sucks. That's not fair. I know. Max Ernest started gloomily licking the stack, not quite as eager as he was the first time. So what happened at the tide pools, Yo-Yo? You guys better tell me. You owe me that much. What do you mean we owe you? We got into big trouble because of you, said Cass. I didn't say anything, I swear. Then how did Mr. Needleman know where we were? Max Ernest looked at Cast in confusion. What are you talking about? Miss Needleman was Mr. Needleman was following us. Cast gave Max Ernest a warning look. Why would he follow us? He's just a teacher. Oh, I guess you're right, said Max Ernest, backpedaling fast. Oh, he's Owen. It's not like he's a spy. Why are you dudes acting so weird? asked Yo Yoji. I knew you were hiding something. What's to hide? We went to practice rock climbing, said Cass. Yeah, then we got lost, said Max. That's all. I mean, it's not like we're looking for, we were looking for something or looking for someone or like trying to meet someone. I mean, who would do that? Members of some secret society? That would be ridiculous. You guys suck at lot as liars, said Yo-Yoji. Come on, what was behind the rocks? Nothing. We can't tell. Well, which is it? A secret or was it nothing there? Both. Neither. Yo-Yoji laughed. It's a good thing you guys aren't really part of some secret society. You wouldn't last a minute, yo. Hi, Yo-Yoji. While they have been talking, Veronica had entered the classroom, and she smiled at Yo-Yoji, ignoring the others. I have a message from Amber, and she's waiting outside, and she wants to know if you want to be in, in a band with her. You know, for the talent show, because you're so good at music. Um, I kind of already have a band with these guys in Japan. Yo-Yoji turned to Cass and Max Ernest. We're trying to keep it going online that's why i was downloading some stuff before you mean you don't want to have a band with amber veronica was so appalled that she couldn't bother to hold it yo yoji shrugged yeah i mean not really veronica ran up to tell amber the shocking news and returned in less than half a minute with another message amber says that she's watching and she knows you got detention on purpose she said breathlessly because you have a crush on cass cass's ears instantly turned red max Ernest look like he'd been hit by a truck that's not true and i mean that's not why i wanted detention yoyoji said blushing i just wanted to ask about the tide pools he whispered to the others miss johnson stuck her head or at least her hat through the doorway she didn't look happy veronica out the rest of you this is this detention or social hour i i think it's both i think it's, what do you think both both vote for both two for two actually no veronica yeah i think it's yeah. both Veronica scurried out, looking extremely pleased with herself. Cass, Max, Ernest, and Yoji all sat up stunned, as silent as the empty animal cages around them. You know, you don't really sound like you're from Japan, said Max, Ernest, finally. All the way, the way he said it, he might have been accusing Yo-Yoji of murder. Or at least, at the very least, 
of stealing his allowance. Oh my gosh, I wonder if Yoyoji is part of the Turkish society. Well, I'm not. I just, we were just there for a year. What were you doing there? Asked Cass, still recovering from the unexpected, unwanted, and apparently untrue news. My dad was studying pollution on Mount Fuji. Cass's eyes lit up. What kind of pollution? Even as rattled as she was, the topic could not fail to interest her. Max Ernest, on the other hand, seemed about as interested in hearing about pollution as he was breathing it. At least if he meant if it meant hearing Yoyoji, all the kind all the kinds. He does all of those tests on snow. We go backpacking up all the time so he can take samples. Wow, your father sounds really cool, said Cass. He's okay, I guess. Sometimes it blows having to go to the mountains all the time because my parents have this rule about no electronic devices. So you can be at one with nature or something. Do you guys ever go backpacking? Are you kidding me? My mom hates nature. What about you, um, what about you Max Ernest? My parents aren't a couple, he answered, mm, not looking at Yo-Yoji. So? They're divorced. We don't do stuff like that. Oh, okay, right. I get it said Yo-Yoji, clearly not getting it at all. Rather than offering any clarification, Max Ernest started relicking envelopes, soothing himself with a satisfying taste. Unwillingly, Cass found her, her mind going back to Ver what Veronica had said. Obviously, Amber was mad because Yo-Yoji wouldn't be in a band with her, right? Cass dismissed the thought. There was a more important question to answer. Hey, Yo-Yoji, do you know that, do you know how to read music and stuff? Yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. Do you think if I hummed some notes that you could tell me what they were? Max Ernest looked at Cass in alarm. Cass, you can't. So what? It's just a song. So can you? She asked Yoyoji. Well, I can try. Actually, the chorus teacher at my school said that I had a perfect pitch. You know, there aren't many people who have a really perfect pitch, said Max Ernest. It's very rare. Well, let him try at least. Max Ernest shrugged. He didn't approve, but he could tell Cass was not going to be stopped. So, what's the song anyways? asked Yoyoji. Wait, don't tell me. It's a secret. Cass nodded. Yoyoji laughed. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Okay, my voice isn't, as isn't very good, but hopefully you'll get it. Cass began to hum the song of a sound of the sound prism. Oh my gosh, what are they doing in there? Gee, Merry Christmas. Do you hear the cats? <laughs> they're, going, they're going crazy. Cass began to hum the song of the sound prism, or at least her best approximation. Yo-Yoji made her repeat the song, and then he concentrated, humming the tune himself. It's kind of hard because there are a few sharp flats, but I think it goes C-A-A-B-A-G-E-F-A-C-E. -A -A -E. Cabbage face, said Max Ernest. Pronounce, you're saying the tune spells cabbage face? Well, if you're trying to insult me, I bet I've had... Worse, but better insults, I mean, said Cass, her ears reddening. Well, one thing was clear. He didn't have a crush on her. That made that made life simpler anyways. But what she needed to know was what notes meant. Why I would want to insult you? I didn't even notice those were spelled. Why would I want to insult you? I didn't even notice what the notes spelled. Cass searched his face to see if he was telling the truth. Well, then thanks, I guess. It's just kind of weird. What's wrong with cabbage face? 
I think it would be like a sick band name. Good band names are really hard to think of. My band's called Alien Earache. <clears throat> I came up, well, the earache part. I I came up with it. Well, the earache part. Could that really be what the song was saying? Cass wondered. All of those nights, all of those dreams, and all while the song so beautifully called Cabbage Face? Lost in thought. She didn't notice the expression. The expression? Wait, she didn't notice on the... Wait, she didn't notice the expression on the face next to her. Max Ernest's glare would have been enough to make any cabbage wilt. Ooh, I wonder what why he's so upset. We're just going to have to find out at the next chapter. You want to say goodbye? Bye. Bye. Wait. Yeah? What about um, comments? What do you mean? reviews. We're supposed to read them. Yep, let's do it in the beginning. Let's do it in the beginning because, like, it's exciting to me in the beginning because it's, like, in the beginning and people don't get missed there. Shout out. Yeah. Okay. Shout out in the beginning of the next one. I'll pull, I'll pull it up. Bye. You have to do, like, a thousand. Bye.